Forum 5 Stories is brought to you by Mobile Action. Make your app business a success with world-class data. Sign up on mobileaction.co and apply the promo code Forum 5. Hello everyone, welcome to the Forum 5 Stories. I'm your host, Taha. Today, I have a special guest on the pod who is a venture capitalist, a rhino enthusiast, and one of the most energetic and humble investors I know in Silicon Valley. So this person is Mr. Tim Draper. Hey, Tim, welcome to the pod. Great. Thanks for having me, Taha. Sure. It's fun having you at the school, and it's fun being on your podcast. I'm yeah. glad I'm one of the earlier interviews. Do you know we have something in common that people realize when they see us like instantly? Eyebrows. Eyebrows. Is that amazing? <laughs> is that what you were thinking? Yeah, like it's probably hilarious. I look at your eyebrows and I think, oh, my guy's probably, probably related. Yeah, like look at us. <laughs> amazing. All right, so you have been investing in startups for decades. And I believe you have seen thousands of startups got founded, funded, and became successful, maybe acquired or got public. So, but some of them failed. And I'd like to ask you, how you were evaluating those startups, for example, 20, 30 years ago, and how you're evaluating right now. So what's changed in your perspective or what stayed the same? Well, 30 years ago, there weren't as many startups. Um, and it was, uh, so we were able to fund more, uh, more of the startups that come through our door. Now we see so many startups, we see 20,000 a year, and we might fund 20 of them. And so, the odds of being funded by us are maybe one in a thousand, but there are there are plenty of venture capitalists out there now. So there's a it's just a much bigger marketplace to get funded. Um, I think an entrepreneur has to uh, feel and become so much of their business that it, it takes over their life, uh, and it's a big sacrifice. And people have to understand that when you start a business. It is really, it has to be all encompassing and it has to be something that you're willing to do even when all your friends turn away from you and you lose your girlfriend and you whatever, you feel, you've got to feel in your heart that that business is going to make such a big difference to the world that none of the rest of this matters. And all I care about is this business. Now, that said, it's good to have, be a good entrepreneur. You got to have a good support structure. So hopefully that girl will stay with you and your friends will stay and be tolerant of you coming and going and not being there all the time. Uh, because being an entrepreneur means like, hey, when that customer calls, you got to be there. When that, the product goes down, you got to be there. Um, and, uh, and sometimes uh, and, and entrepreneurs also, in most cases, have to be the leader of the business which means you've got to be there all the time because they're looking to you to get their own excitement about what it is you're doing. And that, um, that's even harder because as an entrepreneur, you're thinking, gosh, I got to go out there and do this and do that, and do that. But you also have to bring along your team and have that sort of charisma that uh, attracts them to your mission. Yeah, great. So let's talk about something big. For example, the next big thing. So do you think if we have something big right now, but you think it will be bigger, but not so many people so aware of it? So do you have something in mind like that? Maybe a frontier tech or AI, AR? 
Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing I've been talking about for a while in hopes that entrepreneurs will come to me with these businesses. Um, we see, um, and people confuse markets and technologies. Uh, they sort of blend together for people, but I tend to look at them as very separate. The technology is like the internet happens. And then all of these industries get transformed because of the internet, media, communication, gaming, entertainment, all those industries got transformed because of the internet. And then there were marketplaces and that was, and they transformed taxis and hotels and you name it. Um, well, now there is the decentralization uh, and that is transforming currency right now, of course, with Bitcoin and uh, a number of others. Um, but it, it's also um, converging with another technology that is also going to have a big impact, which is artificial intelligence. So those technologies now have the ability to transform the biggest industries in the world. Uh, and it's not just currency, it's banking and finance and insurance and real estate and healthcare and government, all those industries, all in the trillions of dollars. I mean, they're hugely valuable, um, have the potential to be completely transformed by these new technologies. Uh, for example, I could start an insurance company with an actuary AI to determine fraud uh, and then a smart contract with Bitcoin and yeah. put it all on the blockchain. That would be a very efficient and effective insurance company. Um, I could start a, a healthcare company with just data because you can find um, you you'll find that uh, now with data you can do a better job of diagnosing a patient than any doctor can do because you're going to have all that data from their healthcare records, but you're also uh, and the healthcare records of all the other people around the world. And you're also going to have things like uh, what airplane they were on. Were they mm -hmm. near that Wuhan from China? Were they uh, in uh, at a certain conference? Did they? Uh, what's their Fitbit results? How old are they? All all of these pieces of information now can come in and give you a better diagnosis than any um, doctor could possibly give you. They couldn't ask you enough questions. Hi, friends. I'd like to tell you about something. You probably know how hard an app business can be. Publishers don't know what apps to build, how to monetize them, or even what to price them at. Advertisers and brands don't know where their target users are, how to reach them, or even how much they need to spend in order to do so. And investors are not sure which apps or genres are growing the quickest, and where users are really spending their time and money. At this point, my friends in mobile action have a solution for you. You don't have to guess. Make your decisions based on data. Mobile action helps you to make your app a success story. Companies like Disney, Tencent, Shipt, and Let's Go use mobile action to better grow their apps with world-class data. Sign up to mobileaction.co and apply the promo code 415. Join over 200,000 people using mobile action today. And let's get back to this amazing episode. I'd like to ask you something related to the startup world. So do you think, is there something in this startup ecosystem like investors, startups, the accelerators, incubators, and the other ecosystem players? Do you think that is there any 
problems that we should fix in order to better support entrepreneurs and to uh, match with the investors and create bigger values? Well, I think investors and entrepreneurs uh, need to get closer and closer together. Uh, there has to be an easier way for an investor to find the opportunity they're looking for, and there has to be a better way for the entrepreneur to get money. Um, however, the process of going from venture capitalist to angel to venture capitalist to venture capitalist uh, uh, helps a business evolve their thinking, and their business model will evolve as they go from one to the next to the next. The pitches I hear from the entrepreneur where I'm the first person they go to are usually not nearly as good as the pitches I get when I'm the 25th investor they've come to because they've seen 24 other results. They've forced themselves to be more creative, think through their business model, think through what technologies matter and, uh, and come and maybe found more people who are more good people who are there attracted to their idea uh, before they uh, got to me. And then the, the pitch is that much better. The business is that much better. And so the process actually works. Um, but I'm an efficiency guy and I'm looking for better ways to make it more efficient. And there are certainly going to be better ways to make it easier for the entrepreneur to reach the venture capitalist. <laughs> Great. So let's talk about Draper University. It's been running for eight years, and I, I'd like to hear the story, like how it started, and what's your future plans in the 20s? Well, we bought this hotel and really bought it because So I, isn't it that the X hotel of the United Airlines hosting their guests? At the yes, yeah. they, they, they hosted all the stewardesses at this hotel, oh. but, but uh, then the stewardesses all went to another hotel, oh. and, the, um, and the place was boarded up for eight years, nothing was happening here. And then we turned it into this school. Um, and I thought, you know, the world needs more heroes. So I'm looking mm -hmm. for um, building a school that generates heroes. You take ordinary ambitious people, you turn them into heroes. And the way you turn them into heroes is you get them to start doing things, mm -hmm. go forward, do things. And, uh, and think in terms of we all the team uh, get them working as a team with people, get them doing embarrassing things, get them doing things that they're uncomfortable doing, get them doing physical, emotional, and intellectual uh, challenges. It it brings it creates heroes and it brings the hero out in everyone. And that's what we decided to do. That was eight years ago. Now we've had twelve hundred students which you are one. Uh, they have started about 400 companies. They have um, uh, come from 82 different countries. And, uh, and the program has uh, already has a unicorn, although it came and went. Uh, and then another that it was where a woman um, built a, a device that used a fiber line that would go up the fallopian tube and determine if she had cancer. That got FDA approval and then was sold for $275 million. Wow. And now we have a bunch of companies that are in the 10 to $100 million range that have all come out of the school. And, um, and then one of my favorite stories is uh, one where um, I was about to give the, the graduation speech 
And I said, where, where are all these people? There were about 10 people missing. And, uh, and they said, oh, they're out praying. We had had a whole bunch of people from Saudi and they were out praying. And I said, well, bring them back in here. We'll all pray. And then we all did the, you know, the whole prayer. And then I said, anybody else want to pray? And, uh, and the Israeli woman said, well, I'll do a Jewish prayer. And she then led the whole class in a Jewish prayer. And then three Hindus got up and did a Hindu prayer, sort of with a dance to it. And then two Catholics got up and did a prayer. And I thought, wow, this is something that has probably never happened before in history. But we're bringing together people from all over the world. And they're getting to know each other as people, not as their religion or their country or whatever. And they're all recognizing that we're all one big world. We're all... Um, uh, and now with, with Bitcoin, we're all decentralized. We're all, the, the geographic borders don't matter that much anymore. Uh, the politicians are either threatened by this or invigorated by this, depending on whether they're thinking of good things for their people or good things for themselves. Uh, and, uh, but the world's changing. The world is opening up. We are going to be very decentralized. We're going to be... Uh, at least at the virtual level, we're going to be transparent and open and uh, peaceful and loving. And, uh, and then there will be those people that are down at the, the, re the real level uh, that are still concerned with their own individual power and that kind of thing. So it's going to be an interesting time, but, but that was one of the greatest things we've had happen at the school. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's talk about something external. So have you seen the Cybertruck, right? Have I seen what? Cybertruck. Cyber? Tesla's. Oh, yeah, Tesla's Cybertruck. Are we talking about the Cybertruck? Yeah. Yeah, down in uh, Argentina? No, the Cybertruck, the car that Tesla made. Oh, Tesla's Cybertruck. Yes. So the, that I was thinking <laughs> of, there is a Cybertruck in Argentina that I drove in. That's a crazy oh. truck where they have a Bitcoin miner going on in the truck. <laughs> Okay, so this is, you're yeah. talking about the, the Teslas, the Tesla truck uh -huh. that can haul big things. And I think yeah. it's all moving to electric. I think I have an electric car. I have a Tesla car and it's so much better than any of the gas powered cars. The response is better. The braking is better. Um, I can move through traffic much quicker. Everything is much more efficient. The car works like a dream. Um, so clearly that's going to move to trucks, it's going to move to minivans, it's going to move to eventually airplanes, um, and, uh, and it's going to be better for the environment. So all those things line up to, mm -hmm. to where, yeah, you've got a, a better way of doing things, you might as well do, do it that way. Yeah, great. So we actually came to the end of my questions, but I'd like to ask you uh, something about the book. So there's a you created a guide for entrepreneurs to make them closer to their goals. And down the road, they have, there are lots of other problems in, uh, entrepreneurs are facing. So what do you think if we are, what will be better if we try to like pass through those uh, mistakes or problems or should we avoid them? So what, what's your perspective about that? So let me start. I wrote the book. Um, the first two thirds of the book are about building your character as an entrepreneur. And the last third of the book is about, okay, so now you want to be an entrepreneur. 
here are some suggestions, here's some things to think about, make your customer into your sales force, make your, you know, make sure your margin's good, make sure you're paid up front, all the things that really matter to an entrepreneur. Um, and, and I think um, it really is about building the, the, char the character first. I almost put the advice to an entrepreneur first, and then I realized, no, I, I would rather they had to go through the building of the character That's first. And the building of the character is built around the pledge, the Draper University pledge. I will promote freedom at all costs, do everything in my power to drive, build, and pursue progress and change. My brand, my network, my reputation are paramount. I will set positive examples for others to emulate. I will instill good habits in myself. I will take care of myself. I will fail and fail again until I succeed. I will explore the world with gusto and enthusiasm. I will treat people well. I will make short-term sacrifices for long-term success. I will pursue fairness, openness, health, and fun with all that I encounter. Mostly fun. Followed by dance. Um, I will keep my word and I will try my best to make reparations for my regulations. Well, so one of those lines is I will fail and fail again. Um, I, I specifically used the word fail so that people would be at first shocked by it, but second, freed. Open, like all of a sudden the world opens up to them. Hey, I can fail. You know, if you're stuck saying I can't fail, you're going you're gonna to stay on a track and you're going to probably fail. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you realize that, hey, I can go fail and then get back up and then fail again and get back up and fail again until until I hit it right, um, that, uh, that's a, it, it frees up the thinking of an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur has to be open and free and has to be free thinking. Uh, if an entrepreneur runs into a regulator too soon, uh, the regulator can destroy their business. So my, in the book, I encourage people to go and do stuff and try new, new things and uh, cut new turf and be a new marketplace to be something that you um, have never seen before. And so that you, whenever anybody asks you who your competition is, you say, well, I'm, you know, maybe you've created a new kind of way of delivering water, but it's not with a water bottle. You say, well, we are the water of life industry or the, so, you know, water to the body industry and nobody else is really doing this, but these guys, used to make bottled water before. So um, I encourage people to uh, carve a new path and, uh, and then uh, make sure that that path has its own industry that is not somebody else's industry. So it's got to feel like this is a completely new path. And if you're not comfortable doing that, I also say, look, you might not be an entrepreneur. You know, you might, you might be a really good helper or a really good uh, assistant or a really good marketeer or a really good finance person. Um, and, it, and this might not be the thing for you. And it's okay. Oh, and that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All the entrepreneurs need a whole bunch of these other sure. people. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we came to the end of this episode of Four and Five Stories. That was a great chat, Tim. Thanks so much for joining me. Good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Send me the link. We'll uh, we'll send it out. To all right. Great. All our Facebook followers. Thank you. So uh, you can follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Draper, and he wrote a 
great book, as we said, on guiding entrepreneurs to make them closer to their goals. Uh, Startup Hero, highly recommended. And if you want to take your first step as an entrepreneur, you can apply to Draper University Hero Training Program at draperuniversity.com slash apply. Saying again, draperuniversity.com slash apply. And thanks for watching. See you on the next episode.